Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Be Elevated podcast. As you know by now, this podcast is a reflection on what I am reading, learning, and how I am elevating my everyday life. Since we have made it to episode 5, I want to make this one special and talk about something very important to me and probably everyone else. I am excited to have everybody join me in this small milestone, so please sit back and enjoy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Be Elevated podcast. Before we start, I would just like to ask you to please subscribe and maybe even like this podcast and this channel. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Today is uh, in my podcast. I want to shift gears a little bit. I was asked what is the most influential book I have read this year, and I answered the question pretty wrong. Uh, When I first answered the question... I said, The Headspace Guide to Meditation and Mindfulness. Yes, that is the book that I read last week. That is the book that I love. It is an amazing book, but upon further thought, um, that is wrong. Um, And that was just the thought that I had, you know, off the cuff of my, you know, that's why I thought that. Uh, But there's actually another book that is more important, and uh, this is where I want to focus my attention today. Uh, What I'm going to talk about today is completely different than the other episodes because I can guarantee you will learn something that you didn't know before. And no matter where you are, no matter who you are, this will affect you. You may agree with me, you may disagree with me, I just ask that you please stay with me. (laughs) Today I want to talk about leadership. Uh, What is leadership? Everybody kind of has their own definition of what leadership actually is. I work with, you know, in the military, and so everybody definitely has their own definition of what leadership is. But today I want to make you aware of what my definition is. For those of you who don't know who John C. Maxwell is, I'm about to introduce you to him. As crazy as it sounds, there are laws of leadership, just like there are laws of everything else in this world. Uh, Particularly, there are 21 laws. Uh, That's a lot less laws than that are of every other thing in the world. But yes, just 21 laws. I'm not going to explain all 21 laws, just the ones that are important to me. If you want to read about all 21 laws, uh, the book is called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell. So I guess we'll go ahead and get started here. Uh, So what I want to talk about first is the first law that I think is important, and that is the law of process. From a military standpoint, what I see is... People automatically get advanced, uh, whether that be meritoriously or through uh, uh, the exam, stuff like that. Uh, They're automatically put into this leadership position, and they have very little training. And then all of a sudden, you're expected to be a good leader. You're expected to know what to do. You're expected to know how to talk to people. Uh, And that's just not fair. It's not Leadership develops daily, not in a day. So you need to take time to develop the type of leader that you want to be. You need to see and really get to know your people. It's really hard to just go through a week of a crappy leadership course that is given to you by people who really don't want to teach and then be expected to lead people. 
that's my experience in the military and from the enlisted side. That's not the officer side. I don't know how they do their stuff, but the law of process is leadership is developed daily. It's not developed in a day. So we have to take time. We have to actually understand where we what we need to be, understand what is expected of us, and we need to compl- uh, always uh, redirect. I don't want to say redirect. What's a good word? Um reprogram and just evaluate how we're doing as a leader and continually change we have to continually adapt we have to adapt to our environments we have to adapt to the people who are working under us but leadership is not developed in a day or in some cases they're expected to be developed in a week that's not how a leader is born so that is the law of process that is my take on the law of process number two i would have to say would be the law of addition Now, I want you guys to kind of bear with me on this. The law of addition. So the best way I could explain this is leaders add value by serving others. So what does that mean? As a leader, you are, you should be, I shouldn't say you are, you should be expected to serve those who work under you. As a leader, leading is that by leading you're setting an example how can you set an example if all you do is boss people around you have to serve those who work under you what does that mean maybe if somebody is overweight or somebody is having problems uh, such as the military passing the prt or something like that what do you do Maybe you as a leader, you go out of the way and you run with them. You personally go out of the way, you run with them, you make sure that they're doing what they need to do, but you're also out there doing it with them so that way you aren't just setting that expectation, but you are also doing that expectation. You are doing it with them. You are setting, not any, I wouldn't necessarily say an example, but you're serving them by being out there, you're helping keep them accountable with things. Uh, Another thing would be such as, uh, I know this is kind of crazy. This is a crazy example. This probably doesn't happen anymore, but say from a military standpoint, uh, I'm a LPO or leading petty officer is what it is. So basically I'm in charge of the division. I'm on a ship and I see a sailor who's about to go up for the sale of the quarter. So he's getting an award and he doesn't have polished boots. So His boots aren't polished. He doesn't look like everybody else as far as how good they look. So what do I do as a leader? I'm going to personally polish their boots. I'm going to make sure that they look the best that they can. and I am going to do the work for them. I know that sounds crazy, but the people who work under you are a direct reflection of who you are. I know I don't mean like the decisions that they make is the decisions... I don't know, this is, it's kind of hard for me to explain, but you basically, if somebody comes to meet you, say you have an office, and somebody uh, calls to you know say, hey, they want to have a meeting with you or something like that, you don't just tell the secretary to send them up to you. You are going to walk down, and you're going to personally greet them, you're going to shake their hand, and you're going to walk them up to you. Uh, so basically the law of addition is, you aren't just the leader. Um, here, here's something that's kind of uh, 
uh, an example of it, I guess. Uh, inexperienced leaders are quick to lead before knowing anything about their people. They intend to lead, but mature leaders listen, learn, and lead. So that's really kind of what I said. You know, people who are put in these leadership positions, they like to just boss people around. They don't know anything about their subordinates' personal lives or anything like that. And they just expect them to follow them. But a real leader, you know, they want to add value to people. And the best way to add value to people is get to know them. So uh, get to know their uh, subordinates. Get to know what they like. Get to know their personal lives. There's nothing wrong with that. It helps you get a better picture of who they are and, you know, what kind of gets them going, what motivates them. Uh, so that's just something that uh, I don't see many people do. They just think that, oh, you're my subordinate. You must do what I need you to do. I don't care about you. And that's that's wrong. Uh, that's wrong. You need to actually get to know the people who you are leading. How are they going to expect you to follow them if you don't know the first thing about them? And that's coming from a subordinate and a leader. That's my personal opinion. And this is something that uh, you know needs to be said. So the next thing I would have to say, uh, law number three, the law of magnetism. What do I mean by the law of magnetism? I mean you are who you attract. So let me elaborate on that a little bit. Who you attract is not determined by what you want, by who you are. Crazy. So let's elaborate on that a little more, little bit more here. Uh, this is something that is really, if you are a leader, think about what I'm about to say. I'm about to say something that really might make you check yourself. <laughs> yes. All right. So let me tell you, uh, if you think people are negative, you better check your attitude because guess what? Your people are probably negative because you're negative. Whoa. I wish I had an explosion sound right there. Mind is blown. Yeah, law of magnetism. The people who work under you are going to be magnetized by your attitude. They're going to reflect what you reflect. I know, it's crazy. So, the better leader you are, the better leaders you attract. So, if you have a little bit more of a positive attitude and you actually show that you have a positive attitude and you promote positivity, guess what? The people who work under you are going to be a lot more positive. I know it's a crazy concept, but it's true. Just take a look at where you work. Just imagine how the atmosphere is. Are people kind of treading water around you if you're a leader? If so, you're probably being a little bit negative. And I know you probably think that I have to be strict so that way people get these things done. You know, uh, no. No, that's not right. That's not true. I'm, I'm going over these steps with you. And if you're following along with me so far, you're probably realizing that you're wrong. So... The next thing, uh, the next law that I'm going to go over is the law of connection. So what do I mean by the law of connection? So leaders touch a heart before they ask for a hand. Whoa, what do I mean by that? I feel like I'm speaking in riddles here sometimes. All right, so 
the stronger the relationship and connection between individuals, the more likely the follower will want to help the leader. Okay, so what do I mean by that? You need to actually connect with your subordinates. You need to know... Well, Crazy, I've said this before, but you need to know who they are. You need to get to know them. You need to know them on a personal level, not just a work level, but a personal level. As a leader, you have to show them that you're human. You have to show them that you actually care. Um, you know, this is something that, uh, let me see here. A way to explain it is, uh, say you're in a business, the customer is always right. That's what that's what your manager always says. The customer is always right. And a lot of times, yeah, that's true. So your job as a stupid, dumb employee, as probably everybody will see you, uh, see you're a cashier. Your job is to make sure that the customer is happy. So what's the manager's job? What's the boss's job? Are they to make sure that the customer is happy? Well, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you have the cashier and the manager making sure the customer's happy? You already have the cashier making sure the customer's happy. So how about you connect with them, and how about you make sure that the cashier is happy? Because guess what? If you take care of the cashier, you take care of your employees. This doesn't just have to be a cashier. You take care of the people who work under you, they're going to take care of you. That's just how it works. Why would me, as a subordinate, want to really, you know, do whatever the leader wants if they're just going to sit there and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know, just really kind of just not care about me. I want a leader who's going to care about me. If the leader cares about me, then I'm going to care about the job. We all got to be on the same page. That's what I mean by the law of connection. And that's why that's one of the probably one of the most important things. As a leader, you need to connect. You need to learn to connect with your people. Um, to connect with people in a group, uh, relate to them as individuals, that's what you need to do. You need to connect with people in a group as individuals. So if you have a group of uh, people who do the same job, uh, such as where I am right now, uh, I work as a SARP corpsman. Uh, and there's three of us who work there, and we all do essentially the same job. But we're all pretty much grouped as the same person with the people that I work with. That doesn't make sense. We're three individual people. Yeah, we may all do the same job, but we're three different people. You need to treat us as individuals. So that's kind of what I mean by that. You know, get If you're a leader, connect with them. Get to know people as an individual basis. That, you know... CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, uh, look at Southwest Airlines. Do a little bit of research on them and see how they got to where they are. They completely beat the competition because their leadership took care of their people and their people took care of them. That's just one example. I could alleviate on that a little bit more, but unfortunately I don't have that information in front of me right now. I'm just pulling that off the top of my head. Uh, same thing with T-Mobile. T-Mobile's CEO took over, uh, John Ledger, John Legere, I'm not exactly sure, how to, I follow him on Instagram anyway, he cares, about, he is the CEO of the company, but he makes it a point to touch out to his customers, if you follow him on Instagram, you'll see how he's constantly reaching out to his customer base, and his, I guarantee you, you ask any other company, 
I don't even I don't even work for T-Mobile. I don't have T-Mobile as a phone company. I have Verizon. I don't even know who the CEO of Verizon is, but I know who the CEO of T-Mobile is. That tells you something. That means the CEO cares. I've actually thought about switching over to T-Mobile multiple times because not only are they a lot cheaper, but a lot of the pl- phone plans that they have now out there, such as the unlimited data and all that stuff, is by T-Mobile because they care about their customer and they're also so much cheaper. So just do a little bit of research on that law of connection. As a leader, you need to know how to connect to people. It's not just about bossing people around. Okay, so we're almost done here. We got a few more. The law of the inner circle. So, you know, as a leader, uh, I guess, depending on what position you're in, but you're going to have people who work under you sort of as advisors not even just advisors but even you have mentors right so it's the law of your inner circle a leader's potential is determined by those who are closest to him so this is kind of like the proximity principle which if you read ken coleman's book the proximity principle it kind of goes over this a little bit um inadvertently so you are basically 50 percent of the people that you hang around So if you hang around strong leaders, you actually are mentored by strong leaders and you bring up people who are have the potential to be strong leaders, you yourself are going to be a strong leader. And so the law of the inner circle, you are the people that you hang around with. So if you're a leader and you hang around with a bunch of negative people, even in your personal life, you're going to be a negative person, a bad leader. Um, so you are half of the people that you hang out with. So, I mean, as I'm not going to go over that too much, that's pretty much pretty self-explanatory. The law of the inner circle, whoever you have, your closest people who work with you, the closest people in your life, that is going to be the average of who you are. That's, there are so many things that say that there are so many books, there's so many research papers that say you are the 50% of the people that you hang out with. So There's that, the law of the inner circle. Next, I want to talk about the law of empowerment. Wow. What does, just take a moment, what does empowerment mean to you? So, there are, there's something called delegation. So, basically, as a leader, you can't do everything yourself. If you think you can do everything yourself, you are wrong. You cannot. The CEO has many people working under him because guess what? He can't do it himself. The commanding officer of a command cannot do things himself. He has many people working under him. So there are certain things that need to be delegated. Now, whether you trust that person, you you know, there obviously you want to trust the person you're delegating the task to. Some people you can't delegate certain things to. That's part of the inner circle. You need to have people who you trust with you so that way you can empower them to do things. But it's not just empowering your inner circle. It's empowering the people below you. So a lot of people say that you have to earn my trust. A lot of leaders say you have to earn my trust. You have to earn my respect. How about this? And this is true. Listen to me. Listen to me what I'm saying. How about you give that person the trust And they have your trust until they lose it. Because as a leader, most people don't know anything about their subordinates. We've talked about this already 
of how a lot of people are just bosses. They're not leaders. So they don't know anything about the people who are under them. When you empower people, it gives you a chance to know them. It gives you a chance to trust them. If you're expecting somebody to build up that trust, how are they going to build up trust if you don't empower them? So trust them first. Trust them to get the job done. No matter how new they are, no matter how senior that they are in the position, give them the power to do whatever the task is. And if they fail you, then, you know, th- th- then that's a different conversation. But they might surprise you. People might surprise you. And you know what? When you empower people, make sure that you let them know that it's okay to ask questions because you want them to do the job right. If they're asking you questions, don't just tell them to figure it out. If they ask you questions, lead them in the right direction. You don't have to give them the answer, but lead them in the right direction. You're giving them the power to do something. Don't just leave them hanging high and dry to fail. I see so many people set up for failure, and a lot of times that's what leaders want. And I don't really understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. So the law of empowerment. Make sure that you give your subordinates the delegation. Give them the power. Give them a chance. Because guess what? If you empower them to do things, your life is going to be so much better. Because that makes you look so much better as a leader. Because your people are doing their job. Your people are able to do their job. They're making you look good. And guess what? As a leader, you're able to get so much more done because you trust your coworkers to do things. Wow. So uh, I hope you guys are learning something. And I have one more law. This is the most important law I'm going to go over. I'm going over my general 20-minute time. I'm about 22 minutes right now. So please bear with me here. The law of influence. Think about that. The law of influence. What are we doing as leaders? You want to influence people, right? You want to get people to be on the same page as you. You want to not lead by force, but lead by example. When you lead by example, you influence people. And guess if you influence one person then that person is going to influence another person, and that person is going to influence another person. That's what a good leader does. They lead by influence. All these things that I just went over, if you do all those, you are leading by influence. If you want somebody to do better, and you do better, and you continually put out as a leader, and you're a hard charger, but you take the time to get to know your people then you're influencing these people. It's hard to influence people if you don't know who they are, if you don't try to improve yourself every day, if you don't surround yourself with good people, the people who you're trying to influence aren't going to surround themselves with good people. If you don't connect with your people, they're not going to connect with you. It's hard to influence people if you don't connect with them. If you don't have a good inner circle of mentors, how can you be expected to tell somebody to get a good mentor if you don't have a good mentor? And how are you expected to influence people if you don't empower them to do anything? The law of influence is the most important thing. It is the true measure of leadership because if you can influence people, that's all you have to do. Nothing more. Nothing less. Just the law of influence. I'm going to leave you guys with one last thing before I go. This is my favorite quote, and I want you guys to marinate on it a little bit because it's pretty crazy. 
Here we go. If you think you are leading and nobody is following you, you're only taking a walk. Next time on the Be Elevated Podcast. And then that's kind of like what made him be like, I want to do that. That's what I want. I think, I think the last straw was when he went to a diner to take care of a past problem that they had. And he got, it was like the shittiest day of work that day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're right. There was like animal droppings everywhere in the diner. Yeah. Um, there was like roaches like falling out of the ceiling. And then he like went to go throw something in the trash and a raccoon attacked him out yeah. of the dumpster. And like then that, opened, yeah. that was like the last straw. And they opened that one hive, and it's like a, their cockroach is like pouring oh, out of there. Yeah. yeah, and he's like covered. And he like jumps out and like walks away from it all yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, just yeah, just leaves it right and there. And then yeah, I think that was him being like, I'm not gonna f- settle for plan B anymore. Yeah.